0: Come from, Gentlemen, do you realize what we've found? It came from outer
1: space to fill the world with terror. What earthly power can stop this
0: terror? That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop. The From outer space.
2: Is so that what he told the giraffe? <laughs> <laughs> GTG? We're going to kick it over to you because we are live. Welcome back, everybody. It's the podcast from Outer Space. It's your boy, Rob Scott. We got teabag in the house tonight. Hey,
1: everybody. Thanks for listening.
2: And as always, it's Ryan Scott. Aloha, everybody, far and wide. And uh, we're hitting you with episode 67. And tonight, we're going to get into a little thing we like to call Lab 257.
0: (laughs) Now, sorry, that just caught me off guard,
2: 6757. Um yeah, but we should have timed that better, probably, but fuck it.
0: We have got some we'll huge news. We'll do it live. News. Fuck it. We've got some huge news, guys. Our very own Teabag has finally joined Instagram. The long awaited arrival of Teabag <laughs> is here. Uh, so you can now follow his personal account
2: at Team Pup and Stud. Now we're thinking maybe he makes a name change. Hit us up. Let us know what you think.
0: Yes, that not to be confused with the gay pornographic film of the same name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that really a gay porn? It sounds ga- like it, it could it's be. What it honestly. is, it's a
2: gay pornographic slash bestiality film. It's actually a ripoff of Brink, but yes, he's but just banging the, the pups.
1: Oh, I thought it was like Kinky Kelly.
2: He'd like Man, that, wouldn't Uh I'm thinking you just roll with the name Teabag from Outer Space. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we, can, we can get some uh, feedback from the loyal legion they can come up with a name we'll vote on it
0: well, I, I'm a big proponent of names that uh, people like wouldn't want to search so maybe you make your you, <laughs> so you know, no,
1: I'm going to have no friends on Instagram no yeah followers. like you make
0: your handle like teenage pussy
2: or uh, is that allowed or, <laughs> or like naked kids or something like naked that naked kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just want to go on record and say that. that me and Adam at least do not support that name. All right.
0: Well, you know, check him out Team Pop and Stud. <laughs> for now. Uh, the very own Teabag. And, you know, he joins one social media account, gets kicked off another. YouTube <laughs> has banned Teabag's personal account um,
2: for bending the rules a little bit. We're starting a GoFundMe account. <laughs> and, uh, we're also going to be making hashtag free teabag shirts. So get ready for that. I would buy one of those
0: <laughs> now. So what's the story on that? You're just commenting teabag would apparently comment on these major videos. Tell him, Hey, check out the podcast and boom, he gets slapped with a band because he's telling people to go away from YouTube. Is that right?
1: Like, I guess you're not supposed to have people go off-site, which makes sense. And if they would have given me a heads-up or a warning about it, I would have I stopped. But I was going on, like, Star Wars-related videos, sci-fi-related videos, and saying, hey, check us out. Like, I know people, like, rappers always, like, hey, give me a listen. Check out my sound, you know? Maybe
2: Maybe you one-up them. You give them our YouTube link, because we are on YouTube, technically.
1: I gave them YouTube, and I think uh itunes uh, see. now see
2: this is uh,
0: this is what i think is fascism that's definition fascism you're saying hey check this out you might like it it's similar it just happens right. to be somewhere else and they kick you right out you know who did that the nazis hey let's well, kill all the jews anybody that was against <laughs> it they kicked them right out that's the same thing in my eyes
2: and it's no coincidence that their logo is black and red just mm. like who else Wow. Nazis.
0: Okay. We are connecting the dots there. And we are also connecting the dots in this episode. We are going to get into Lab 257, as Rob said, germ warfare, bio warfare, whatever you want to call it. And this is also a complete coincidence that we are covering this as the coronavirus is upon us, gentlemen.
2: Yeah. And if you don't know what that is, yeah. just take a look at the news because, you know, you might have thought it's something down in Mexico or maybe. You know, you're drinking too many beers, you're getting a virus. Now,
0: will we be wiped out by this virus? It has already passed the death limit of SARS,
2: I believe. Um, Only if you live in China. Hey, it's spreading, man. It's already in France. And it's already affected us here at the podcast from outer space.
0: Yeah, Rob over here, genius that he is. Thank you. Oh, okay, let me just start off with this. um February was off to a rough start, you know? And, you know, we get the news. RIP Kobe Bryant, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Rob goes ahead and orders a bunch of fake jerseys from China. He does not receive one of those uh, jerseys. And he says, hey, what the hell is going on with this? Messages the guy. Guy says, oh coronavirus you know they shut us down we're yeah, quarantined. maybe you've heard of it and he says but i'll have that right out to you this week so we are gonna maybe be shipped some sort of virus you know be careful what you guys are ordering <laughs> out there from china i mean if this has bubble wrap in it i, I love fucked. to pop the bubble wrap and that's air is from china i mean this is not a laughing matter Um, But, you know, this episode, I guess, can serve as a heads up, you know, on just how insane viruses, germ warfare. I mean, look at War of the Worlds. That's basically how we beat the aliens, am I right?
2: You are right there, but are you trying to say that possibly the coronavirus is uh, put out there by the government? Ooh,
0: I really haven't seen too many conspiracies out there, but my main message is stay safe
2: out there, guys. Yeah, if you're out in Shanghai... Make I thought sure you it was in like mask on fam. I
0: thought it was in like Wuhan, not Shanghai.
2: I think yeah,
1: someplace with a W.
0: Okay, so um you know, stay safe out there, guys, and all our listeners in China. Stay extra safe.
2: <laughs> stay extra safe. Now uh wear so- your mask.
0: So let's hop right into it, guys. I mean, uh, you know, in this episode, we are going to take a look at the mysteries and rumors surrounding Lab 257 located on Plum Island. And this, guys, this is a tale as old as time. uh, Similar to many other locations we've covered, uh, Plum Island seems to be shrouded in mystery. Uh, Now, the U.S. government does in fact admit that the island is home to a scientific facility. The government even states that this facility's purpose is to study animal-borne diseases. However, as is always the case, uh, could be far more sinister conspiracy at play here, or at the very least a simple mismanagement of a facility. I mean, guys, it's not like the government has ever (laughs) mismanaged anything before, am I right? That's
2: very true. Great point.
0: Now, nonetheless, we are going to hear from insiders and ex-employees Uh, That have come forward to go on record with their stories, which range from security breaches in germ labs, not following the proper protocol, escape diseases, uh, even ties to Nazi war criminals and possible mass epidemics.
2: Mm, There it is again connecting the dots. Mm.
0: Now, as is always the case, the government denies anything is wrong. And a little disclaimer about this one, okay? So um, let's back up for a minute. You know, backstory on this episode. So this is yet another listener request. Um, shout out Miss Gordon on Instagram. Uh, she suggested this one many, many moons ago. Is um, that
2: Jeff Gordon's wife that requested I, this?
0: I'm going to say no, um, <laughs> but that might be going out on a limb. Uh, but that who would knows? Be pretty cool. Um, yeah, love Jeff. Um, Now, this was requested many moons ago, so shout out to that listener. Now, as we get into this one, keep in mind a couple things. One, this is still in the wake of Operation Paperclip. So remember we did Operation Paperclip as a precursor to our moon episodes.
2: And if you haven't checked that out, go ahead and check that one out, boys.
0: Yeah, so this one still in this in the major, you know, umbrella of that. You know, this is in the wake of Operation Paperclip. And as you'll see, there's a heavy connection to that. And two, I want to ask you guys about this one. I want to see your take. So I get the book, Lab two fifty-seven colon, the disturbing story of the government secret plum island germ laboratory. Mm-hmm. This is by A1 Michael Carroll, and this guy's apparently an attorney at large. Uh, Shout
2: out to the fellow lawyer, you know.
0: Wait, is that even a <laughs> statement, an attorney at large?
2: It can yeah. be. Is, does that mean he's, like, missing? Uh, unfortunately, at this time, can I answer that question for you? Okay, so this guy's
0: apparently an attorney. So, you know, I start, just like me, I start cracking this thing open. Yeah, he's one of those attorneys. You know, we'll put that in Living large. quotations. Um, so I start reading this thing and I see, you know, I see paperclip connection, paperclip connection. So I think, help. Keep I saying kn-
2: this word, paperclip.
0: Yeah, and I knew we were doing the paperclip episodes uh, down the road. So I said, let me put this one on the back burner um, and I just, you know, read this at my leisure. And now I'm about three-fourths of the way into this thing. When I discover there seems to be a a bit of a controversy, you know, this is almost like um, that Million Little Pieces guy, uh, Shattered Glass, Diarrhea and Frank type deal, where it's like...
2: This guy was in an attic writing a book? No,
0: no, it's like not entirely (laughs) truthful, you know? Like, you know how they say with all those, like, the guys were just making shit up?
2: I'm not familiar with the Shattered Glass reference, but with the other two, yes. Oh,
0: yeah, dude. It's a movie with Anakin Skywalker. They made it into a movie. Uh, Hayden Christensen's in it. Check it out. Mannequin Skywalker? Yeah, Anakin the Mannequin. And so I want to know your guys' thoughts, because I guess the book is this... Like, everybody's argument is that the... This is kind of like... Remember, we had the lady who wrote the... um, the theory that she got from this one unnameable source on the Area 51 Spectrum Russians thing. Okay. It's like that. Like, this guy's book is all, I guess, circumstantial evidence. Like, there's no super hard evidence, and it's kind of these theories of these guys. But I'm thinking, I guess, with conspiracy theories, isn't that basically always the
2: case? Like, there's always some controversy with it, right? Well, how many conspiracy theories do have the hard evidence supporting them yeah that's
0: what i'm saying i mean okay like if you presented somebody like jfk 9-11
2: moon landing which we're gonna get into all those and we already got into the moon landing
0: i mean doesn't that have some credible stuff like you could see how people would believe that right
2: uh all three of those yes but I was actually just going to say JFK is probably one of the only ones that has, like, pretty clear evidence that it's not what the government said it was.
0: Okay, but then there is conspiracy theories like Iran-Contra, which, like, yes, they have evidence, and that was a conspiracy. There's, like, the syphilis studies that the government did. There's Operation Paperclip. Like, that's all basically proven stuff that there was a large conspiracy and cover-up.
1: What about, like, all this business going on in Hollywood?
0: Um, Explain. expand. You know,
1: like, Corey Feldman has all this evidence and all these claims about, like, pedophilia and stuff in Hollywood, but he refuses to leak his sources until people give him money to make his movie.
0: Uh, Well, that kind of seems like a cash grab on his part, am I right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, there's still evidence and stuff of bad things going on in Hollywood.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, okay. So that's what I'm saying. Like there's wherever there's a conspiracy theory, like that's the, that's just that it's a theory. Like, of course, there's not going to be any hard evidence. It's this guy is, well, that's what my whole thing was. I just kind of got three fourths of the way through the book and everybody seemed to be saying, oh, this is a farce. This is false. This is this guy just spinning webs to get his book sold. So, anyways, you know, let's get into the evidence. You know, let's get into the facts. Let's get into the, uh, the truth. Um, and and you know, hey, we'll let you guys be the judge. So, without further ado, let's get into the history of the place, and then we'll connect the dots, and we're gonna blow the lid off this whole thing. This is gonna be similar to like our Area Fifty One. We'll give you the official story, the history of the place, and then we'll kind of jump off to some of the wilder theories so near the northeast coast of long island is another island this is known as plum island Uh, the island is 840 acres consisting of nearly 70 buildings many of which are now in a state of decay Uh, plum island has its own fire department power plant water treatment plant and security Any wild mammal seen on the island is killed on site to prevent the possible transmission of disease. Uh, Now, this tiny speck of land is the cause for numerous rumors and massive speculation uh, relating to a top-secret biowarfare research center known as Lab 257.
1: Now, can I just say, (coughs) a Plum Island iced tea sounds like it would be delicious.
0: Well, well, hey, once we get through this story, I don't know if you're going to think that sounds so delicious.
2: It sounds delicious, but it might be full of disease.
0: So, history of the place. Let's go through the history, uh, what we do know. This is historical fact. Plum Island, formerly known as the Isle of Potomes. It was renamed by early explorers due to the native plum trees along the beaches. Originally, the island was owned by a bunch of colonial dickheads through the 1600s and 1700s until the government buys it to put a lighthouse on it.
2: Oh, that's where they filmed that new movie. <laughs> yeah, that actually could Rob, be his lighthouse. Rob Pattinson. Although, oh, oh yeah, that actually could very well be this lighthouse. He's out jerking off in the lighthouse on Plum Island. With William <laughs> Defoe fucking yelling
0: at him because he, he didn't like his cooking. <laughs> 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 did, you, did you guys see that
2: no That's fucking, i actually haven't seen oh it. dude
0: i love it I, I highly recommend that movie to anyone william defoe fucking he should have got an oscar nod and i've been listening to nothing but sea shanties since since i saw the film <laughs> <laughs> you know uh so anyways the government buys it. They put a lighthouse on it. Now, following that, this guy A.S. Hewitt buys it, and he, he had plans to put a resort on it, but that fell through. So in 1897, he sells the thing to the War Department for 25 k which is around 800 k in 2020 money. Now, originally, the island was used as a military base during the Spanish-American War. Uh, this was Fort Terry. Uh, it was then used as a training camp and later deactivated after after world war ii becoming a surplus storage facility um so building 257 which i guess is where the controversy lies this was located on fort terry was completed around 1911 and the original purpose was to store weapons uh you know mines torpedoes that type of shit Uh, The structure was designated as the Combined Torpedo Storehouse and Cable Tanks Building. Now, in 1952, the entire base was reactivated and headed up by the Army Chemical
2: Corps. I didn't even know that was a thing, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Well, it's not anymore. Or is it?
0: Actually, it might be. So by 1954, it was turned over to the USDA to be used as a government animal disease center. Uh, The center was established to study foot and mouth disease in cattle, a highly contagious disease that is rare in humans but can ravage farms and the livestock. Uh, So scientists start working out of building 257, um, and this became the newly designated Animal Disease Center. So first off, What are we at? Like uh, 50s, 60s? You're putting a lab in what was a storage facility? Doesn't seem very state-of-the-art. Am I right?
1: (laughs) Not very hygienic.
0: Yeah. Um, So, you know, they start working out of the building. Now, it was not until 1977 that plans for modernization come about.
2: Just two Um, decades later.
0: Yeah, and that was even eventually (laughs) halted until 79 due to foot and mouth disease outbreaks and issues with the construction contract. Now, by this time, most lab activities were confined to Building 257. Um, so that's kind of where all the science and disease and day-to-day operations existed. Now, throughout the 90s and early 2000s, the modernization plans came to fruition. And in 2003, the island was turned over to the Department of Homeland Security. Hmm. So, you know, that's essentially where it stands. It's still operated by the DHS, although uh, 2013, I believe it was, I was reading an article, this shit was up for sale again, um, and Donald Trump even wanted to buy it, saying he would like to buy the island and develop a really beautiful golf course on it.
1: A huge golf
0: course. Yeah, but as we know, uh, he became the
2: president, so he's got a little more on his plate. Um, Well, he's still golfing all the time, so I don't know if that's true.
1: I heard in the 80s, uh, the Department of Energy was actually trying to buy this property. True or false?
2: I'll 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 allow it. Did
0: you actually hear this, or is that just a Stranger Things tie-in?
1: That's just a tie-in.
0: Okay. Um, So... Basically, that's where it stands. You know, they're trying to sell this fucking thing, as we'll see. Um, now, the guy who wrote the book, he says that every effort to decontaminate Lab Two Fifty Seven um, has failed. So this island that's is still spooky. Yeah, dude, this island is still, I guess, like highly contagious, or at least this portion of the island. And um, I mean, you know, they're studying diseases on this fucking thing. You're gonna buy it, and and. People are going to want to willingly go golf there, you think? <laughs> or go on a, on a holiday there, you know, just lounging around, getting fucking foot and mouth disease?
2: You know, maybe we, we just collectively throw twenty five k together. We go buy it from the government. Well, go I'm sure there. the
0: price is a lot more. Maybe it's gone down since the
2: disease. <laughs> Ever since the uh, disease happened, hey. they can't decontaminate hey, it.
1: If I'm going on vacation to get a disease, it's not going to be foot and mouth disease. That's all
2: I'm saying.
0: Okay, that's nice.
2: Maybe Um, (laughs) Lyme (laughs) disease.
0: So basically, there you have it, you know? That's the history of the place. Uh, Just a run-of-the-mill lab, bunch of government red tape, uh, standard scientific procedure, nothing to see here. Am I right?
2: Just a couple of guys that were up to no good.
0: (laughs) Started spreading diseases in... uh, Plum Island. So you know, standard right now. Let's start. Let's start to um, boil the water, as they say. You know, getting ready to blow the lid off this thing like a goddamn pressure cooker. Let's just if you boil
1: the water. If you boil the water, you could probably get rid of some of that disease on the island, right? Sterilize it.
0: Well, maybe not. Here we go. Lyme connection. (laughs) Now, do you guys know anybody with Lyme
2: disease? No, but I've heard a lot about it recently, which is kind of weird.
0: That is strange. I ha I have noticed is that shit it. Maybe that's off just lately. Maybe that's like a synchronicity thing. But uh, do you guys um, know anybody or, or know a- anyone through anybody else that has had Lyme disease? Well, my
1: grandpa had it.
0: Okay. Now where yeah. was where was he from?
1: He was in like the wooded part of Wisconsin. Like he lived in the woods.
0: Oh wow! Now see that. It's very strange, um, but I mean, we're all we all grew up, you know, East Coast Boy Scouts camping. Like you always heard, you know, like check yourself before you wreck yourself. Uh, <laughs> you know, check yourself for these ticks, Lyme disease. It's a fucking huge thing out in the woods of Virginia Pennsylvania. and Pennsylvania. Apparently,
1: yeah. Well, the first time I even heard of ticks, man, like that's when I started talking about Lyme disease and stuff. I think I was on my OA ordeal. And I saw like two ticks on me, dude, freaked out.
2: (sighs) Terrifying.
0: Dude, yeah, I remember my dad telling me about it and telling me about like the bullseye mark. Like if Mm -hmm. you see a bullseye, you're fucked, basically.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's what he told you. (laughs) uh, Now, if you guys see a bullseye, well, you're fucked.
0: uh, Now, Lyme was not officially discovered until the mid-70s when a mysterious disease broke out in the area around the town of
2: Old Lyme, Connecticut. Hey, well, you can't have a Corona without the Lyme. Am I right, boys? (laughs) There we go. Uh, Now.
0: So this breakout is where the fucking thing gets its name. Now, at first, this was misdiagnosed as juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, Eventually, this severely debilitating syndrome was given the name Lyme disease. At first doctors were mystified at why the disease was clustered in this particular town. Hmm. That is a goddamn mystery, am I right? <laughs> now I've got a map uh for you guys that I made on Google Maps. Um this you is You made it? Yeah, I, I made this. Drew the little line, put the pin in there. This okay, okay. is um uh map of Plum Island in relation to the town of Old Lyme. Um this is It's where it is on the map. You know, it's about nine miles shore to shore. So, how did this disease break out? How do we think? Hmm. What are we thinking there so far, guys?
1: That seems like some water contamination to me.
0: Okay, you're thinking maybe like a cabin fever type deal.
1: I'm I'm thinking somebody poisoned the water hole.
0: (laughs) Now, now, Lyme disease, for those that don't know, um, the telltale signs or, I guess, symptoms are uh, s- fatigue, muscle aches, inability to focus, uh, in some cases, almost total incapacity. Now, after cases multiplied rapidly throughout the Northeast, it was finally investigated seriously. Uh, health researchers determined that Lyme disease had only one cause, deer ticks. Mm-hmm. Now, this wasn't until the 1980s that scientists were able to isolate the infectious bacteria carried by the ticks. It was named Borrelia burgadorferi. It's Tony's brother, all right? <laughs> it does sound like an it seemed like an Italian dish.
2: So this guy was Austrian, though, right?
0: Uh, it's a Borrelia. Yeah. Give me a plate of Borrelia.
2: The Borrelia burgdorferi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, now, after the Austrian biochemist who made the initial breakthrough, that's that's what it was named after. Um, so, this disease, which we're going to just go ahead and call Double B. Um, this, okay. was, this turned out to be the single most complex bacteria known to man. Nothing like it had ever been seen before. And as time went on, other subsidiary diseases were discovered to go hand in hand with Lyme. These included chronic schizophrenia, psychosis, severe osteoarthritis, lumpus, and bladder problems, bipolar delusions, vertigo, encephalitis, infection of the brainstem, and many, many others. Can you
2: insert that clip from Wu-Tang, the intro?
0: No, I'm not going to be inserting The insulting. brain
2: infection part, you know? Oh, from Shogun Assassin? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) People said his brains were infected by devils. There we go. Uh,
0: Now, some researchers believe that multiple sclerosis is also a cofactor of Lyme.
2: So these are all just side effects that also go with fatigue, muscle aches, inability to focus, and in some cases, total incapacity. Well, it's... It sounds like a fucking pill ad. No, no, these Sounds are like
1: my sixth period
2: class, man. Those kids can't focus. They're always tired. Sounds like me every day before I get a cup of coffee in me.
0: <laughs> these are like diseases that people have found. Like people with these also have contracted Lyme. Like they go hand in hand. So they're wondering, you know, I guess where the conspiracy lies is. Was it some kind of like super cocktail of of fuckery and disease that the government was working on. Now, I mean, what are we a thinking? A dude. Yeah, exactly. Now, what are we thinking so far?
2: I'm thinking some animals on this island got sick. They said, fuck them, threw them in the water. They washed up on shore. Maybe mm-hmm. there are still some ticks on them. Those things get a free ride to old lime, hop off, and start <laughs> biting people.
0: Okay. All right. Well, let's continue to connect some of these dots. So let's back up. Now, remember I mentioned in the 1950s the lab was reactivated after World War II?
2: Yes, he did.
0: So in the 1950s, Lab 257, as it became known, was run by a German scientist named Erich Traub. Now, Traub was brought to America after the Second World War as a part of Operation Paperclip. So he was a Nazi. Mm-hmm. Um now, as stated in our episode, Operation Paperclip ended up whitewashing a bunch of these guys' past um, in order to get them to come over and work for the U.S. Uh, go check out that episode for a full dive into that. But Traub's specialty as a Nazi was virus and vaccine research. Uh, now, he served as lab chief of Insul Rhymes. Rhymes. <laughs> Insul Rhymes. Insel? incel incel. yeah he was an incel
1: that should be your rap name dude
0: incel rhymes (laughs) uh now is that how you say that i think so incel
1: incel rhymes man traub uh, traub you're
0: an incel traub rap name incel rhymes so it's a stage name. Uh, no, no. So that was the name of the facility he worked out in Nazi. He worked at in Nazi Germany. Uh, now he worked there as a, this was a secret Nazi biological warfare laboratory on an island in the Baltic Sea. Now Trab and
2: it was also was a name. secret beat laboratory.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a place. This isn't somebody's name. <laughs> yeah, they're <were> <laughs> Yeah, the Nazis were also dropping weekly mixtapes on Dat Pit. <laughs> Um, Anywho, Traub worked directly for Adolf Hitler's second in charge, a little guy you might be familiar with by the name of Heinrich Himmler.
2: I heard uh, he no. kills beats.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not Puts all to killing. sleep. That's not all; those guys are killing, anyways. <laughs> so, working for this guy, he would conduct live germ trials. Troub's mission was to develop a biological warfare against animals in the Soviet Union. This included infecting cattle and reindeer with foot and mouth disease.
2: Damn, that's so fucked. Now
0: this is, I (laughs) guess in the vein of like denying the enemy food, but again, this seems like a drawn out plan. Does it not? Why wouldn't you just develop some biological weapon to kill just the straight up people? Like why? Oh, we're going to make a weapon. To kill their food supply, and then they starve to
2: death. Or it could have been bigger than that, like infect the food, then infect them.
0: Mm Oh, so maybe like infect the cattle,
2: they eat the cattle? Trojan horse idea, you know? Oh, Tale (laughs) as old as time, again, going back to that. No,
0: this is like, you're thinking of like Graveyard Shift, Michael Keaton, um, you know, tuna fish sandwich, why not just feed the fish, why not just feed the tuna mayonnaise? And then, boom. You know? I mean, I guess so. <laughs> so. So you're thinking poison the fucking cattle. The, these Russians are eating a bunch of fucking meat pies or whatever they eat over there. And then they're getting sick,
2: right? That's what I'm thinking.
0: Okay. Well, so, we
2: also know the Nazis are pretty high level of fucked up.
0: Yeah, I mean, they really had no boundaries. Uh, and we're
2: not just talking on the beach, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking all around.
0: Yeah, so... Any any whom, you know, this was, this is fact. This is what this guy was studying in Nazi Germany, um, you know, to conducting top secret research into replicating.
2: What kind of a sick fuck
0: wants to infect a reindeer, dude? I mean, uh, Nazis weren't a big fan of Christmas.
1: <laughs> I going to say, they're getting cold. Krampus, dude.
0: Yeah, they were. Uh, well, more they're not
2: a, a big fan of Hanukkah either.
0: Jesus Christ. But they are a big fan of chimneys, which is
2: odd. Jesus. God damn it. So, um, (laughs) those lines might get us pulled off the air, but let's continue. (laughs)
0: All right, so here's a quote from the book. One of you guys want to read this? Uh, This is a quote from (laughs) Lab 257, the book that I mentioned at the top of the episode.
1: Dr. Traub's World War II handiwork consisted of aerial virus sprays developed on insular rhymes and tested over occupied Russia and field work for Heinrich Himmler in Turkey. Indeed, his colleagues conducted bug trials by dropping live beetles from planes.
0: And we're not talking, like, they weren't dropping uh, John, George, Paul, and Ringo out of planes. (laughs) 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 So they would drop, I guess, these infected beetles out of planes. Now, according to the book, um, many insiders at the lab itself, that that this basically became the mission at Plum Island in a Cold War setting. A little reboot, if you will.
1: They took... It's like... In Solar Rhymes 2.0, basically.
0: Yeah, essentially. Like they just basically interviewed the this, remakes. The government interviews this fucking Nazi guy and they were like, Hey, we love the stuff you're doing with these Beatles. This is fascinating stuff. You know, we wanna we wanna give you your own island. You'll be in charge of a lab. We'll scrub your past history and you can come on over and work for us. Uh, you know, cold War setting, we're going to revamp. we're going to reboot that mission that you were doing in Insul rhymes, uh, dropping beetles. you know, it, You know, pick back up with all that stuff. That's basically what our government's saying to this guy. Now, Traub's concentration specifically was in disease carrying insects. Uh, now, aside from the beetle, he also worked with the common tick. Now ticks are often carried aloft by birds and can therefore quickly spread over large swaths of territory. Uh, Ticks and mosquitoes are also genetically similar. Both contain bacteriophages or plasmids and transfer genetic material into a cell or from one bacteria to another. So in other words, they can infect whatever host animal um, with which they come in contact. Now, Mm. multiply this by millions and ticks become the perfect insect army for germ warfare.
2: So, Insect right. wasn't just a clever name. Yeah,
0: that's a little play on words with insect. Um, so, here's another quote we, we pulled from the book.
2: The tick is the perfect germ vector, which is why it has long been fancied as a germ weapon by early bio-warriors from Nazi, Nazi Germany and the Empire of Japan to the Soviet Union and the United States. So, basically, everyone's fucking with ticks.
0: Essentially, yes.
1: Um, I mean, it seems kind of psychological too. Like, like we were talking about earlier, you know, Hal said, if you see a bullseye, you're fucked, dude. If you see a tick on you, you're going to – I mean, insects in general are just gross, dude. I don't want to see a tick on me.
0: Yeah, and also or it's a like – I yeah. mean, we, think about, like, when they were doing this research. Like, when Traub was originally doing this, this was in Nazi Germany. This was in the fucking 40s, dude. You know, people are still going around listening to like fucking Glenn Miller and and then next thing you know they they have no idea what the fuck is going on because they got bit by a tick. They don't even probably fucking know what the fuck that is. A tick? Yeah. And then they're they're getting bit by this tiny microscopic bug and next thing you know, they're fucking so tired they can't even get up. They're fucking shitting blood and god knows what. Am I right?
2: Right you are.
0: Now, Traub himself regularly experimented with injecting dangerous pathogens into insects. Uh, The Joint Chiefs of Staff, the United States Joint Chiefs of Staff, would go on to authorize this along with similar research in 1952. Now, apparently, this guy Carroll, who wrote the book... Uh, he did, like, tons of extensive research for this, and he discovered some files labeled tick research in the National Archives that revealed this quote. Ugh.
2: Vigorous, well-planned, large-scale biological warfare test with results to the te- Secretary of Defense. Steps should be taken to make certain adequate facilities are available, including those at Fort Dietrich, Dugway, Proving Ground, Fort Terry, Plum Island, and Island Field Testing Area.
0: So in November of 1957, the Joint Chiefs also advised that, quote, research on anti-animal agent mutation combinations should continue, as well as field testing of anti-food agent mutation combinations. So they're basically saying, you know, free for all. You know, do whatever the fuck you want. And now, at this point, you know, it's no secret. Traub's history, um, with a secret operation on Incel Rhymes, uh, essentially laid the groundwork for this U.S. offshore germ warfare animal disease lab on Plum Island. They basically, as we said, took that, rebooted it, um, and Traub was, in other words, a founding father.
2: Remix. As
0: stated in in the book Lab 257, this fucking ex-Nazi, or I guess once a Nazi, always a Nazi, you're never living that shit down. He (laughs) was the founding father of this germ lab.
2: You might see him all blue, all red, every day, every day.
0: (laughs) Now, Carol's book, Lab 257, essentially like the whole hypothesis is that they were fucking around with this disease. They didn't know what it was really, and and somehow it got out. Whether accidental or on purpose, the government released this disease. And I guess the strongest theory is as we were saying, like the bird the birds carry these things. Like I saw these pictures, these this bird with like 70 ticks on his fucking face. And, you know, birds...
2: How big of a fucking bird was it? Jesus Christ. I mean, 70's an exaggeration,
0: and there was like 10. But, you know, that these birds fly back and forth between these islands all the time, and they're carrying these ticks over there, and these guys are just fucking having at it on the island, thinking it's all fucking hunky-dory. Next thing you know, we got a fucking Lyme disease outbreak.
2: I was pretty close on my theory. I just want to say that. Just put that on on the table. You did. You said an animal, yeah. Bird makes sense.
0: Now, again, this is all, like, theorized by this guy. And this is what most people are saying is bullshit, you know? They're saying the government wouldn't do this. They would never do this.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, it, now he's saying, I guess, it, it just doesn't make sense that Lyme would just suddenly, I guess, be... What's the word I'm looking for? So concentrated... In that yeah, area. It's just a
2: coincidence that it happens to be nine just miles of offshore where they're doing right? all these experiments with and, disease control. And, you
0: know, mid seventies, you know, this is like a little bit after the time when this guy's there. You know, this is populating in the ticks on the island. They're spreading it with the birds. Of course, that's gonna take some time. You know, this guy was there in the late fifties doing these experiments all throughout the sixties, possibly, and then boom, fucking this shit. It's fucking monkeys out of the bottle by the mid 70s.
2: Boom, you're busted. Boom, you're busted.
0: Now, I guess oh. in the book also, this is like highly contested. I guess like some investigators believe that they found traces of the uh, Boreella, the double B, in uh, preserved insect and animal samples that were taken from Shelter Island as well as Long Island. Cause I guess they had some other similar bio warfare labs on Long Island. And these samples dated back to the late forties, early fifties, uh, same time frame in which Eric Traub was infecting the ticks on Plum Island. There's a source named in the book uh, that we mentioned, and this source basically says, Hey, I worked at the island. And he says there was, you know, these animal handlers and a scientist who would do these experiments where they released ticks outdoors on the island. Um, They refer to him in the book as the Nazi scientists.
2: Which was probably all of them at this point in time, right?
0: Yeah. Um, So also it's like, you know, of course this guy was, was experimenting with ticks. I mean, he was doing probably insane shit in Nazi Germany. Then he comes over here, a tick- a tick experiment's going to be run-of-the-mill for this guy on an island. I also think it's funny that they referred... I've assumed this guy was their boss. They just refer to him as the Nazi scientist.
2: <laughs> wow, I came all the way out here to be an animal handler and you got me working for this fucking Nazi.
0: Now, I guess, like, okay, we're going to look at this thing from both sides because there. a lot of people are saying, hey, you know... The book is essentially counter to the government's position. And even the Army Chemical Review concluded...
2: Lab 257 would be cautiously valuable to someone writing the history of Plum Island, but is otherwise an example of fringe literature with a portrayal of almost every form of novelist style.
0: So that's what the Army Chemical Review said about this guy's book. Um, they're basically saying, you know, this is a bunch of fucking fringe uh, theories.
2: Um, he's not wrong, but he's on the fringe here.
0: Uh, yeah, he's on the fringe. Now, this guy, David Weld, um, he's the executive director of the American Lyme Disease Foundation. And he stated...
1: Now, I personally just don't think that this has any merit.
0: <laughs> now...
2: somewhere
1: more like Hank Hill.
0: Now, this guy... It basically just left it at that. He said, oh, I don't think it has any merit. He didn't go into why. He didn't go into, you know... Specifics. Specifics, yeah. He kept it very vanilla.
1: Details are trivial.
0: Yeah. Now, I mean, what are you guys thinking? Are you thinking that this theory is plausible? I mean, with the, I guess, proven facts that this Nazi was in charge of the biowarfare weapons facility at one time in the 60s that this thing possibly got out?
2: Well, there's evidence that there was infected ticks. This guy's a fucking tick master, apparently. And, you know, there's a guy saying, hey, you know, we're working for this Nazi fuck, and he's out here, you know, throwing ticks out in the air, letting them run around.
0: Throwing ticks in the air. Yeah, now, I don't think there is actually any hard evidence Of him infecting ticks, I think where the evidence is, is that he was doing this shit in Nazi Germany, he'd be doing it here. Um, Like, I I couldn't really find too much on, like, the sources this guy lists in his book. Like, he mentions he contacts these people that worked at the lab, but of course they changed their names and shit in the book to keep their their privacy.
2: Probably because they're all Nazis. No, dude, these are American citizens. So is this fucking Traub (laughs) fellow,
0: right? Now, okay, so... This fucking intel we're talking about. Traub. I guess what I've... So with all the research I did, and I'm fucking scouring the web, and like I said, I mean, this guy that wrote the book seems to be the leading proponent of like, hey, there's... These germs got out and everything. I mean, there is a lot on it, but it's essentially this. It's either two schools of thought. There's one... The Jesse Ventura, like you remember we me and Rob were watching that show Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura. You remember that?
1: The Minnesota Governor.
0: Yeah, and he's like trying to get on the island and they won't let him on because of course it's still a fucking government scientific facility and he just like rolls up on a boat with like true tv or whatever it is and he's like (laughs) they won't even let a governor in the facility of course they're bio they're making (laughs) bioengineered weapons i'm an old frog man i can tell and they're like jesse god damn it no like You can't just, like, you need an appointment. You're not a scientist. We can't let you on the island. There's tons of contagious
2: germs on here. That's exactly what I was looking for.
0: (laughs) It's like there's that school of thought, which is like, because in that episode, it's basically like, Lab 257 to this day is like a highly secure top secret facility where they're manufacturing and researching bio warfare and they're constantly creating new strains of bio weapons that could potentially wipe out mankind as we know it. It's essentially very extreme, you know? And then again, I mean, imagine the poor bastards like working at the Island, like they're, already scientists working for the government that's got to be one of the dullest jobs of all time and then you've got jesse popping up <laughs> let me on the goddamn island <laughs> just like god damn it get out of here just let me do my job uh, you would just think also like dude
1: nine miles away from the coast of connecticut like go someplace any asshole could roll up on a boat nine miles away man
0: Exactly, exactly. Now, I mean, what are you thinking? They they put it further out? Or they do it on, like, a boat or something? They're like L. Ron Hubbard out here?
1: Maybe. I just feel like that's too close to home and too accessible, man.
0: Well, correct me if I'm wrong. uh, Oh, we'll save that. (laughs) I know exactly where you're going. You're going to love where they're moving this place. But let me continue with this thought.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. So there's that extreme of, like, It's still, to this day, a bio-warfare fucking top-secret engineering plant. They're making the next fucking World War Z um, serum in there. And then there's two. It's basically that, like, the government stance, as it is now, is like, you know, hey... Don't mind us. We're just a little lab out here minding our own business. We're looking into animal diseases and viruses to help you. we are I mean, help us help you. You guys don't want all your cattle, uh, your In-N-Out <laughs> Burger, your McDonald's getting sick. You know, we're out here helping you. You know, we got to look at this stuff. Um, you can go look at all our research online. It's public. You know, I mean, who the fuck would want to do that? But we're here for you and mcdonald's <laughs> so now i'm gonna go on record and say like these two schools of thought because every article i found it was either super extreme that the government's releasing this shit purposely to the public and they're making these crazy weapons or it's like uh like viceland did a special and it's like all these scientists that are like we're just studying animals and you can look at all our research we're not doing anything like a f- Okay, of course it's like that now. I mean, I'm going to say the truth is probably somewhere in the middle of that. You know? I mean, obviously, yes, the secret... It's not anymore some top-secret facility manufacturing ticks as bioweapons.
2: Um (laughs) But at one time it was. Yes,
0: at one time it was. It it seemed to move past that. It's it's evolved, and uh, you know yeah, they
2: said, "Hey, let's stop hiring Nazis. Let's stop experimenting on <laughs> <Yeah>. ticks."
0: <laughs> now, while all the research might be public now, guys, it's twenty twenty. Come on, this let's was stop. at one time run by an ex-Nazi. You know they were conducting experiments so it's not out of the realm of possibility that these fucking idiots fucked up am i right
2: they did almost sell it to donald trump but they didn't i mean let's keep going like
0: obviously it wasn't on purpose or maybe it was or maybe it was an accident you know i'd lean more on the side of like they just probably didn't know what the fuck they were doing because it's the 1950s and they're just infecting all these ticks and shit um,
2: yeah, releasing them outside, and they're like, well, we kind of fucked up on that one, guys. Well, but but, uh, but we're on an island,
0: so the ticks are going to remain here. <laughs> like, it's it, like they just didn't know, maybe.
2: So uh, mm. just go ahead and scratch that one from the record book. And but it, uh, keep making it public.
0: So, I mean, what do you think? Do you think it could be a, a purposeful thing, or, or it was just an accident, like a 50s fuck-up?
2: We'll call it.
1: Do you, are you asking me why I think they intentionally infect the ticks to infect the birds, to infect the people.
0: No, no, no. Like some people think like the, that bird thing is just a theory. Some people think they purposely pumped out ticks with Lyme to like, see the effect it would have on the mass, the masses.
2: Yeah. I think the question is, did they intentionally like, were they like, all right, let's see where this thing fucking let's takes see us. see
0: if this disease works. Or, or were they
2: like, Oh fuck, we fucked up. Some of these ticks got off the damn Island. Mm. close the fucking bridges the ticks are off the island
1: (laughs) i mean yeah i'm gonna sleep better tonight thinking like hey yeah they did infect these ticks but i don't think they set them on the public on purpose that's what i'm hoping but
2: okay yeah this isn't game of thrones they're not throwing them on birds and saying Sending them out into the world to infect everyone.
0: Yeah, because I'm also thinking, like, e- if the government did do it on purpose, I don't even think they'd have any qualms about admitting it. You right. know I mean? Like, look at the... Cra- <laughs> Are you kidding me, dude? <laughs> dude, look at the fucked up shit they already admitted to. It, uh, fucking syphilis experiments, radiation injections that we talked about on our, our Manhattan episode, MKUltra, like, they really don't give a fuck when it comes to experimenting on the general public.
2: Well, now I feel like it just squashed my thing. Yeah, but if it's an accident that they didn't do on purpose, then they're not going to own up to it, I feel like. That's why I think it's more, like, accidental. Okay.
0: Well, well, here's my thing. Yeah, I'm saying it probably wasn't on purpose because if it was, the government would obviously just say, yeah, we did it. So what? Go fuck yourself. What are you going to do about it?
2: Well, wow, they're going to pull <laughs> O.J. Simpson. They're going to yeah. pull O.J. Simpson on it. But
0: this. I'm thinking maybe. If I did it. yeah. But I'm thinking maybe they didn't even know, and they fucking probably still don't know. Like, maybe this guy just connected all the dots, and it's like we were saying, it's it's the 50s. They didn't know about ticks traveling on the heads of birds and then infecting Mm. massive amounts of people. Maybe he was
2: still on his Nazi shit, and he was like, yo, fuck America, dude. I'm fucking infecting all these ticks, dude. Putting them out in America, (laughs) killing everyone. So
0: now this is a new theory that the Nazi himself just went rogue.
2: Hey dude. You never like, know. Imagine you come into work every day and they're like, What's up, Nazi? <laughs> you gonna go play with your you fucking ticks today? To <laughs> well, you're gonna go play outside with your ticks? Okay, fucking because, Nazi.
0: Now, like most of the doubters on this theory, they you they like they'll say like, Oh, Lyme is an old disease. Um, so it's no It's actually old Lyme. So, no, it, it wasn't invented on Plum Island. You guys are fucking whack jobs. Go get your tinfoil. Get the fuck out of here, you know? Um, but th- I guess that's not really the conspiracy, you know? Like, of yes, Lyme disease is in other countries. It was not... It's not... I guess they're not saying it was invented on Plum Island. It's more like the Nazi knew what the fuck he was doing, and they were experimenting. This was an experiment... They were looking for a way to weaponize it and basically due to their lack of knowledge or mismanagement, it accidentally spread to the population.
2: Right. You know, so I where, mean, where else is Lyme disease prevalent though? So, Do we know that?
0: Yeah. I mean, it actually, it's crazy because if you look at a map, it's like super concentrated a- around the East Coast, specifically around like Connecticut. And then it goes up and it's like super concentrated there thanks a lot Trub. it's also in wisconsin as adam was saying his grandpa
1: woods right heavily wooded areas
0: yeah i mean i guess
1: anywhere chicks are
2: prevalent
0: yeah and at this point it's spread even further and but it's also like it was in i think like parts of europe
2: and uh yeah probably when Traub went back to visit his family (laughs) no no like Like before
0: like way before way before World War II I think it was um, I'm not sure when it was exactly like found but it was like officially named Lyme after the 70s outbreak and like you know that's how it got the name but like that strain I guess the the double B strain that is like a very old strain of uh, bacteria
2: from Italy no it's not from Italy (laughs) Um, but you but, know, uh, but,
0: but you know as I'm saying that that's not the cons- the conspiracy isn't that they invented Lyme disease it's that they were experimenting with it and it somehow got out to the public and the government's <laughs> never going to admit that um, now this I did find maybe in
2: like you know next hundred years they're like yeah hey, you know what we fucked up guys. or maybe us.
0: they declassify a fuckload of documents and it's just randomly in there like Area 51 but essentially it's no secret. Um, I'm not a pathologist, um, so maybe if we have any listening, let us know how this stuff works. Because I'm fucking, you know, I'm You're researching fucking? this shit all all week, all month, if you will. And in many cases, <laughs> um, the strains found on the East Coast coexist with other viruses, one of which is patented by the U.S. Army.
2: By, the, by their chemical corporation? Hmm.
0: Hmm. Now is that a mystery? Now this I pulled from an article in the Journal of G- Degenerative Diseases. So 60% of chronic Lyme patients are co-infected with several strains of mycoplasma, the most common one being mycoplasma fermentans, which is patented by the US Army. An army pathologist, Dr. Shin Ching-Lo. <laughs> That's
1: not his real name.
0: That's his fucking <laughs> name. How, how would you say that? Shin Ching-Lo.
2: There's That's no so N in amazing. there.
1: What? Oh, yeah, no, he's right. It's like shy.
0: <laughs> shy <Shai> Xing lao <laughs> That's made shy Xing lao It's like the fucking evil guy in Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, Shang Lao.
2: Yeah. Right? Jesus.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, you can look this up. U.S. Patent 524820, issued September 7th, 1993. Um. So there you fucking have it. I mean, that's a little... Now, again, like I said, I'm not a pathologist. I don't know, like, how viruses and strains work. If we have any, let us know, like, if this is even, I guess, a corroboration of this guy's evidence because he's saying, like, okay, so if, if they coexist with this other virus, maybe it's, like, when they were doing the initial experiments, they had, like, a virus cocktail that they were infecting the ticks with. So, like, this is why...
2: A virus content. Yeah, like
0: this is why they would be infected. I mean, do you guys know how this shit works? Is that raise any eyebrows to you guys?
2: I unfortunately do not know how that works.
1: Yeah, that sounds like seventh grade science stuff, and that was a long time ago.
2: Okay. <laughs> seventh grade science.
0: Okay, well, you know, I mean... And and here we go about this. Now, this is back to the whole bird theory. So I guess that's the strongest theory of like how the disease could have ac- accidentally spread. But Plum Island was named an important bird area by the New York Audubon Society. It has attracted different birds, and Plum Island has placed osprey nests and bluebird boxes throughout the island. As of 2008, hey. the new kestrel houses Uh, Are planned to be added. Um, So, hmm. Maybe let's not do that. Why don't we fucking, (laughs) you know, we should fucking exterminate all the birds on that island, get them the fuck out of there because they're spreading Lyme
2: disease. Uh, Well, we fucked up that one time, but let's just go ahead and put some bird boxes out there and see what happens. Well, that's
0: not really the government. That's just like these fucking uh, Audubon people,
2: bird people.
0: Bird people. That are basically saying, hey, we need to preserve bird Plum person. Island and we need to make it a bird landmark. And we're going to have these birds flying all over the place.
1: Now, is that a conspiracy in itself? Now, I, know it's spelled, I know it's spelled differently, but you got the Audubon Society. You got the Audubon in Germany.
0: Oh, wow. You're really connecting the dots here. So in July of 2019, the United States... House of Representatives quietly passed a bill requiring the Inspector General of the Department of Defense to conduct a review into whether the Pentagon experimented with ticks and other blood-sucking insects for use as biological weapons between 1950 and 1975. So... Again, there is some weight to this. You know, this guy's book came out in like 2004. Everybody was saying he was a fucking crackpot. He's an idiot. And then fucking House of Representatives, they launched this case against the DOD saying, hey, you know, we got to actually look into this. So, hey, maybe Rob is right. In the next 10, 20 years, maybe the stuff does come out.
2: They finally did something right for yeah. once.
0: Now, there, is, you know, there is a little bit of weight to that. So... Um, you know, let us know what you guys think on this theory. I mean, that's basically what we got.
2: Well, I'm going to go ahead and set, just stick to, uh, my story, you know, that, uh, (laughs) they were fucking around. They knew what they had and you know, monkey got out of the bottle.
0: Okay. So little accident monkeys out of the bottle.
2: And, And he's not going back in once he gets out, you know, common
1: theme as of late. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with Rob on this one. I think they knew what they had, but I don't think that they intentionally got the ticks on birds or other animals and stuff and planned and okay. transmitted to, transmit to this. Sta- I do think they intended to weaponize these diseases, just not on our own people.
0: Okay. Well,
2: you're going to love this next part then.
0: Oh yeah. Oh. Now let me hit you with this. This is what Rob was, was spouting out earlier. And okay. uh, let me see what you think Spouting
2: of this. Out
0: Yeah, let me see what you think <laughs> of this tea bag. So, here we go. So, as of 2013, now what did we, remember we mentioned the islands up for sale. The government's essentially done with the island at this point. You know, Jesse Ventura snooping around, they're like
2: we got to get out of here. <laughs> they already um, infected it to the point where it can't yeah, be decontaminated. It cannot
0: be decontaminated. So, they're selling this hunk of junk island. The monkeys out of the bottle, as we said. They're done. But have no fear, they are moving the disease center to Kansas. Oh wow. Uh, the center of our fucking livestock. It's the center of the farm belts where all our livestock is. And coincidentally, Tornado Alley, baby.
2: So let's just spread that point disease of no return. All around the whole country, baby. Yep.
0: So, you know, let's put the disease center right where we're studying a disease that they admit. Hey, we're studying foot and mouth for cattle. Airborne disease to this day. Um, Let's put it where all the cattle is. Our (laughs) entire food supply is. That's a great strategic move. And not only that, we're gonna put it where these giant fucking tornadoes rip through uh, seasonally, and we're just gonna keep our fingers crossed that it doesn't hit our fucking germ laboratory. Jesus Christ! (laughs) There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The U.S. government.
2: Maybe it'll be a uh, underground lab. You know.
0: No, they've already started building it because they're going to open it in like 2024, I think, and it is not underground.
2: Great, <laughs> perfect.
0: <laughs> now, do we have That's
1: a t- tax dollars at work, people? Yeah.
0: So, uh, what do we got? What do we got? TLDL for for our loyal legion. They haven't heard it in a while. Why don't you hit them with one?
1: I think that is basically it, man. The government's coming up with diseases coming to you your home soon. Apparently, you're already here. Coronavirus.
0: Now, that's the Chinese government. Government
1: is worldwide, dude.
0: Okay, yeah, so maybe. Globalists? Maybe stay tuned for uh, updates on the Corona conspiracies.
1: Don't forget your line, baby.
0: Yes. And I mean, there you have it. Let us know what you guys think about this conspiracy. Shout out to Miss Gordon once more for giving us the recommendation.
2: Thank you, Miss Gordon. Great topic.
0: And if you want further reading, check out the book Lab Two Fifty Seven by Michael Carroll. And attorney I at large. <laughs> also wanted to cite uh, U.S. and Animal Health Association newsletter, Volume Thirty. Uh, That's where I pulled a lot of the history of the island. Uh, Truthstreammedia.com, the officially ignored connection between Lyme disease and Plum Island. Um, They actually did a pretty thorough article on it. And the Journal of Degenerative Diseases, Living Next Door to Plum Island. So if you want further readings on any of this, I mean, seriously, look this stuff up. Let me know what you guys think. Maybe this is some crackpot conspiracy. Maybe not. And I mean, you know, as always stay safe out there guys. And on that,
2: stay safe, keep it wrapped up. And, uh, why don't you just go ahead and head over to uh podcast from Grab yourself a t-shirt, maybe some nice stickers, uh, maybe hit us up on the DMS, go on Instagram podcast from outer space, or, you know, if you're still using that old email podcast from outer space at gmail.com and, uh, hit us up with any theories you have. Maybe you're a pathologist. Maybe you're a fucking Nazi scientist. You want to hear more. Maybe you have something uh, that we haven't talked about yet that you want us to talk about. Just let us know. Uh, as always, you know, we thank you guys for tuning in and uh, listening to us. And
1: so long. And thanks for all the fish.
2: Thanks for all the ticks. <laughs> oh, island in the sun. Father's hand, all my days I will sing in praise of your all waters, your shining sands. Oh, island in the sun, will to me by my Father's hand, all my days I will sing